Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Jedi Sorter. I'm your host, Jay Larson, and joining me again is my wonderful co-host, Patrick Whiting. Hello, Patrick. Hey, Jay. How's it going? Um, I am fantastic. Oh, good. Great. Yeah. Um, what about you? Doing well. Yeah, also good. Also good. Awesome. So, uh, it's, it's another glorious morning. We are going to talk some more about Shatterpoint, and we wanted to start off by, by talking about, uh, another rule, rule corner, talking about maybe a commonly mis, misunderstood rule. And Patrick, you had a, um, rule that you wanted to go over? Yeah. Yeah. Recently in a couple of games, um, been, uh, playing around or, or playing against people playing with Count Dooku and a couple of a couple of times there's a little bit of confusion or or maybe just getting lost in, in all of the, the different steps of, of making or resolving attacks and what came up and I think it's it's worth mentioning because it can be easy to to lose yourself in the whole process uh, of when uh, you modify dice and in what order and uh, and I think Count Dooku's surely you can do better uh, rule is a, is a good example of of going through that and having it in in your mind when you um, when you're playing the game. And the and I'll real quick I'll jump in and say yeah. that page page 38 of the rules has the it's the that's the start of the appendix of mm-hmm. um their different appendices and the first one is the the timing chart on an attack and mm-hmm. yep. that will provide most of the information that you're needing to resolve this issue i would assume is that correct yeah appendix a yeah you got it i think i think having just flipping to the back of the book is going to be really helpful when when you need to have a refresher in in what order you need to do things if there's any sort of confusion yeah and specifically for for this little interaction, we're looking at uh, step six in the modified dice rolls. Okay. And I, oh, sorry, Jay, go for it. Oh no, no, go ahead. So, um, the the quick the quick thing is um, there's there's two there's two steps. Um, first, you're going to modify all of everything in the attack roll, and then you move on to modifying everything in the defense roll, and keeping that. That those first two basic steps in mind, I think, will help really uh, move players through uh, this. This I, there's so much that can happen in the, just step six, I think, and uh, moving through it in the right order is going to be helpful. Um, so, modifying the attack rolls. Uh, the other important thing um, we're keeping in mind uh, of of doing any of the modifying steps is the attacker is always going to modify their dice first. They get the first chance to to modify in either of the pools, and then the defender will get to modify the pools afterwards. So it would look like this: um, the attack dice get modified first by the attacker, and then by the defender. And that includes adding, subtracting, changing, or re-rolling the dice. So in the case of Dooku, who gets to modify the dice from strikes to failures, uh, that will happen. The defender will get to do that after. Uh, everything has happened um, on on the 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 attacker. So if if Cody has 
a re-roll and he's shooting Count Dooku. The re-roll will happen first. So Cody will re-roll the attack dice uh, that are failures. And then Count Dooku can then change any of the strikes back into failures as a result of the defender adding or removing. And then you would repeat the same thing for the defense pool. So the attacker would get to modify any of the defense dice first, and then the defender would then go and modify uh, the divide, the defense dice, excuse me, once more. And finally concluding the, the attack makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, I, yeah, I, I just say in general, when you, one, one of the times this has come up with me has been, you know, figuring out how to resolve all the different effects from the stance card mm-hmm. and, you know, basically running through the attack step by step from, um, through the appendix time timing chart will help you, uh, um, know what order to do everything. Yeah. I, I think in this case, it's definitely better to walk before you run and having, having, um, or taking the opportunity to go through it a little bit more slowly, you know, especially on a day where you're not feeling like you have to rush or anything like that. Just going through it slowly with your opponent, it's really going to just ultimately speed things up for you and and help you in in games where brevity is at stake. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about two of the core box characters today. Um, Patrick, is there one that you would like to talk about first? Well, we've talked about um, Asajj a bunch, and I would like to talk further about Asajj. But the one that has sort of been, I'm sort of mesmerized by um, the most recently is is Ahsoka. Um, I'm hoping Jay, maybe you can. <laughs> uh, I think that'll that'll be a, a fruitful place to start because we both have some some interesting opinions on Ahsoka. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's start there. Okay. So um Ahsoka Tano, um, she has three force points, she has three army building points. Um, she's a primary unit, um force user, Galactic Republic. Oh, she's got eight uh, eight army building points. Eight army building, yeah. Um so then her abilities. The first one is um force speed. And it is the character may may make an advance. Um, and just to just to clarify, um, my my understanding on this, and I'm I'm assuming this is correct, but I I want your input on it, Patrick. Hmm. Um, let's let's say that I let's say I'm engaged and I try to use force speed. I wouldn't be able. Actually, I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't use the ability, right? Because I wouldn't be able to move. Is that correct? Because when you're engaged, you have to do a dash and this specifies that you're doing an advance. Is, is this all correct or am I off base on that? Um, so I think that's a good question. And, uh, I myself am not a hundred percent. Um, I think, so I, I've seen it played a couple of ways now and the two ways are, um if you are engaged in advance becomes a dash i'm not sure that that is true um although oh you're okay so here's here's the rule book (laughs) i guess it helps to to look at rules Uh, it (laughs) says when a character advances it moves using the advanced tool 
the character must end this movement at the same elevation or lower. My watch wants me to to know that it's found things. Um, if the character is engaged by a character in a unit that is not wounded and would advance, it dashes instead. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm remembering, and we have been playing it correctly in our end. Okay. Um, always, always nice. So yeah. Um, but you could not, uh, for I, example, do a climb. Correct. Yeah. Um, correct. Yeah. Climbs, climbs are a no go if you're engaged. Um, yeah. And uh, unless there's some other rule that that, that yeah, I'm not seeing anything have. here in the movement area where it says that you could um, that could do that. Um, okay. So a lot of the I'm curious, I, I, I want your opinion or hot take, Patrick, on do you prefer an ability like uh, Force Speed that is giving you an advance, or do you prefer mm-hmm. an ability like Force Jump that's giving you a jump instead? Um, I think, yeah, I, I have actually waffled back and forth on this um, personally. I I think the jumps are not common, um necessarily so and by that i mean you you have to have that rule in order to mm-hmm. be able to use it you can't just yeah. jump for for the sake of it um so i think having force jump is a really helpful uh and important skill to have uh, in the game uh it really 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 helps when things start getting close and you need to pivot to a different place on the board uh now the advance but it is still just a short move and that advance can be um, really, really, really helpful. Um, I probably feel fine or I feel better if my character is pinned and I use force jump. Maybe that's not true. Um, I mean, I, I'm even, I'm waffling now. <laughs> I think. And then it feels like the real jump, answer is that it, it just depends on what situation you're in, <laughs> which is kind of a lame answer. But yeah, the the it depends answer is is context is key. And but if I really had to do a hot take, I think I value force jump over the the speed or the advance. If I if I had to. I, yeah, I mean, I guess some of it is likely going to depend as well on what type of terrain people are commonly using. But I would say in general that I am. Our, our locals are using a lot of the elevated terrain, which which I think is the intention of the game. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff in the core box, etc. Um, and I do value quite a bit that ability to be able to change elevation with a jump. And it feels like a lot of times if you have a jump and an advance, you can likely get to the places that you're needing to go. Yeah, you can get you can get into some pretty some pretty interesting spots. Yeah. So I'd love, I, I'd I'm love, not, I'm not saying that four speed is bad because it's obviously not. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's not, it is not bad. And, uh, I, a lot of characters might have a jump in their attack bar too, in their, in right. their stance. Um, so being familiar with, with where some of those things might be, uh, is going to be helpful. But it, if you have it just printed on the card and you get to take advantage of it, I think jump, jump is, is really helpful to have on command. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next ability um, is reactive. What's the matter too fast for you? When a character in this unit suffers damage from a melee attack, this unit may use this ability. This unit suffers half of the damage 
in the damage pool, the attacking unit suffers the remaining damage. Um, and I'm not, I don't remember, does, um, okay, uh, so it says some effects tell a player, this is in the rule book, a player to have a stat or number of dice rolled whenever mm-hmm. numbers have always round up the result. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I took, let's say she takes five damage, um, she would take three damage and the opponent would take two. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and let's, let's combo this real quick with the next ability deflect. Um, after a range attack targeting a character in this unit is resolved, this unit may use this ability if the attack roll contained one or more uh, failure results, the attacking unit suffers two damage. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I said we would combo these together is it's pretty common. It feels like for the force users to have a defensive ability versus melee attacks or a mm-hmm. defensive ability versus range attacks. It mm-hmm. feels pretty uncommon um, for you to have abilities that are associated with both. And so I yeah. think it's it's noteworthy that Ahsoka has an ability that um, reduces her melee damage she's taking and gives some of it to the opponent, potentially, and then um, just a reactive that will give some damage to um, to the opponent. And I've, I've had a fair number of attacks with attacks where she's being attacked and I'm playing her, where she didn't take damage and the opponent took two damage from deflect. Yeah. I think abilities like deflect are just really, really good. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, and it's right. You're right. And I think, I think getting an ability for each, um, a melee and arranged and returning damage and response is, is one of the most luring parts of her kit. Yeah. Um, Okay, so her final ability, Force Protector, when an or enemy character... Fierce Protector? Fierce Protector, yeah, sorry. Uh, that's also... I've, I feel bad. I was, I'm was i so used to playing War Machine, and I was doing a uh-huh. demo for my uh, for a friend this week, and I kept interchanging Force and Focus points. Oh. <laughs> and, and there was also... Um, he got confused because of the Focus action, and yep. so, you know... Yeah, I felt bad. But anyway, <laughs> um, Fierce Protector, when an enemy character wounds another allied unit after the attack is resolved, one character in this unit may advance towards the any enemy character that caused the effect. Then the character that moved may heal three, or if the character is engaged with the enemy character, it may make a five dice uh, melee attack targeting the enemy character. Um, so she has nine hit points, three wounds, three stamina, stamina. Yeah. Whatever these terms, oh, all sorry, sorry. Them eventually three dirt, three durability, <laughs> nine stamina. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, thoughts on fierce protector. Um, I, I think it can be good. I think it, I think, I think making fierce protector, uh, strong or a good ability, and I'll qualify that a little bit more in a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> requires uh, some some approach that may not necessarily be the most intuitive. And I've been taking notes from from people in my area that really like Ahsoka and really feel that Ahsoka is strong. Where 
um, or I may not. Uh, and they've they've offered some perspective that I I didn't have, and and I'm thinking about it more and more. Um, but when I say uh, you have to do some things to make it good, I I don't think it's necessarily a very good ability. Personally, I think as as having this identity um, seems great on paper. Uh, but in practice, because it's so reactive and, and one of my critiques for her as a whole is that she's very reactive. Um, you don't necessarily, you won't get to choose when it's going to go off or how, what, like the, when this happens is just so far out of your control. And then the recover is often going to be so far out of your control. I, I just don't, I just don't value it very very highly um now i i am i want to try some things that will improve or may improve her impact with this ability and the rest of rest of her just on the in general um and we can go over that in a second but um yeah my thoughts are it's not the greatest ability um yeah i mean i would i would say of the characters that launch i of of the final ability that the primary characters have uh, this is probably one of my least favorite. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. All right, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, you can go on. <laughs> oh. I mean, we try. Um, we, one of the things we want to, um, you know, as when Patrick and I talked about the focus of the podcast, um, we wanted to try to have it be a podcast that is a little bit more on the positive side of things and. Um, that doesn't mean that it's, it's kind of a tough balance to strike. Um, because I do think that there's a lot of people who love the character of Ahsoka and I can totally understand that. Um, and I guess I, I kind of, oh, full disclosure. Um, I, I don't love the character of Ahsoka as much as most other people. And so I, I don't have, I guess necessarily the draw to try to like get in a bunch of games with her and try to unlock her <laughs> and figure figure her out but i do i do feel pretty strongly that she is a good enough character that if you are someone who loves ahsoka that you can do what i just say you can play a lot of games with her you can become good with her and you would probably play me and kick my butt with her because I've I won't have gotten in enough games with her, or I'll have discounted uh, some of her abilities. So um, I don't know. What's what, what's your thoughts on that topic, Patrick? No, I, I think I think that I, I'm I'm glad that you said it, and I'm and I'm particularly fond of how you said that. Uh, I really actually I am one of those people that really likes Ahsoka. Um, I was sort of a I was introduced to Ahsoka much later than than I think a number of people are, are or were. Um, and I, I actually, I think that she's a really interesting character and, um, some of the, the more, um, positive spin I'll put on, on Fierce Protector, her kit and whole as a whole too. Um, one thing I do like about, about her is that she's relatively, um, agnostic when it comes to working with other squads and working, um, within your team, like, She'll just she'll just do what she does. You don't have to stress about 
keyboards with her quite as much or or frankly at all. She doesn't have that many herself and she doesn't seem to to care whether or not her her allies have them either. And I think that that's actually more of a a blessing than a curse um right now at least and I think probably moving forward even more so. And um to circle back on some of the thoughts I had about how to get the most out of her and maybe the most out of her fierce protector ability and maybe even the most out of her deflect ability too. Um, so a lot of people that I've, when, when they can, um, that I've been playing against, cause I've, I've gotten my butt kicked by Ahsoka a couple of times and I just, it boggles my mind when I play her and I can't do anything and she just seems so ineffectual. And then I, I play against her and she's just ruling the roost. Um, but what they've been doing is they put her in reserve often as quickly as they possibly can and try to leverage fierce protector that way and that can get her a lot of free movement and possibly just a lot of recover for herself too uh, if if they happen to just spread fire Uh, and i had not previously approached her like that and i think that might be one of the important uh, pieces i was missing to playing her her well so when i when i get to play her again i i'm gonna follow that approach and see see where it takes me so one of my one of my theories with ahsoka is that if you become good with ahsoka part of it is um due to her stance card and i'm let's let's go through her stance card and i'm I'm curious on getting your opinion on on it um Mm -hmm. So first we have the Jarkai stance. Um, obviously Ahsoka is, a, is another character who does not have any ranged attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, on her Jarkai side, she has seven attack dice on melee, five defense dice for both ranged and melee. And her expertise, um, her defensive expertise on... On one and two, you get a block, and you have a, a crit turned into a hit. Three to four, you get two blocks, a crit turned into a hit, and a jump. And on five, you get two blocks, a crit turned into a hit, a jump, and a heal. Um, and her her combat tree on this side um, mostly has damage. It has some effects, and at the very end, it has a push. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any comments on, on this? Uh, Side of her combat tree before we move on. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, for starters, I think I I am probably starting on this side. Um, uh-huh. The part partly because the acrobatics um, expertise chart is literally the same for each stance, and I think it's actually a pretty solid um, expertise chart. Having do you do you uh, think that the the two extra dice versus range on the other side is uh is worthwhile yeah uh, i think it certainly can be uh early in the game though i don't think it is going to be as as valuable which is why i want to start on the jarkai side sure. um and if i'm attempting to put her in reserve as quickly as possible uh she will be hanging back and hopefully procking the fierce protector once or twice um maybe uh, so if I am if I am kind of going up slowly or quickly with with that ability to 
to be in the aggressive side uh, to respond, I think might be helpful. And at that point, I would switch to the other side. Um, and this side has a lot more of the uh, conditions. So having having a way to apply conditions where I might want them or need them, I think is also really helpful. Her 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 um, uh, attack expertise is also slightly better. So that's I I mean I think that's what I would where I'm approaching her on this side. Mm-hmm. I do like too that you only have to have five successes. So um, to go all the way down the tree. So if your opponent happens to to blank out or you get a fierce protector and you get to be in melee range, um, it might be probable that you quickly go down the chart and just do, you know, eight, nine damage real, real fast. Um, yeah. All right. So her next side is the form. I don't know if it's supposed to be five or V. I, I'm assume V. She uh, four, five. Four, five. Four, four and five. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this one has six melee attack dice, seven defensive range attack, and six uh, melee defense dice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's notable that on this combat tree, your second step on one branch is two hills, and then fifth step on that branch is another two hills. And that it also, the very first success has a push, and if you go down the other side of the um, tree, it has a push on steps three and five as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which in general I've I found I'll have a lot of games where my turn consists of moving up a character with the plan of trying to get some push pushes to get the opponent out of the scenario area so that I can score that scenario area. Mm-hmm. So I think that's quite valuable. Um, do you have uh, any combats comments on this side of her stance card? Um, I do. So. The the um the attack expertise chart is slightly less impactful, just slightly. Um, and sacrificing one attack dice for the amount of defense that you get is pretty good, uh, considering that even on this side she can do you know up to eight damage. And it's only the side is also only five um, five deep, so it's it's not it's not impossible to be actually pretty impactful on either side and it gives it gives her a strong pivot when she's up close versus when she's far uh, and i i every time i look at her i actually think she's got a lot going for her and i just i need more time <laughs> to to get to get good um to get good with her uh, to to paraphrase i do like that she has a jump as just the second part of this tree too uh, and uh-huh. since since I was speaking about how much I like jump, uh, she can she can get in some really unique places. So if she is in this form at the start of a turn or or at some point during a turn, it really doesn't matter. As she attacks with this form, she can if she, all she needs is two. She gets that jump and then she can force speed and then maybe she can move again. Like she is she's zippy. She can get in some really potentially can get into some really aggravating places for your opponent. And that has been what's happened to me many times. I think, I think, I think she's got a lot of, she's got a lot of stuff going for her. Um, I, okay. We can, we can do our, our hot takes now then. Um, okay. <laughs> so do hot you, take. would you, would you say that you would rate her, 
above average, average, or below average? I would rate her as average. I would rate her as average. Um, I think somebody who's skilled with her might make her appear above average, but I'd, I'd, I see her as average. Um, yeah, I would rate her as below average. <laughs> I thought that would be coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of it too is, I, and I don't is, think that it's, I don't think that it's like a huge margin that I think that she's below average. But and again, it is also just what things capture my imagination, etc. So agreed, yeah. And and I think that's a fun and important part of the game. Um, there is a there is a very distinct playstyle to her, which is very reactive, and playing reactively comes at a little bit of a cost, and uh, that that it's. That's that's never been a playstyle that I've preferred in exactly. miniature games. Um, yeah. I've, in general, preferred to apply pressure to my opponents and try to dictate uh-huh. the terms of the engagement. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and 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 I think I think I think she can play like that, but it's it's going to be it's going to be like a gear shift where she plays reactively, and then um, somebody who's skilled with her. Uh, can then you know put it into the fourth or fifth gear in in a a blink of an eye and and that's why i think that she's she's average and maybe as skilled players above average but i i do also value being able to set the terms similar to you um and and she she is challenging to do that with um out of the gate i think she she just has to play reactively at first and that's not a comfortable place for for me or has been a comfortable place for me uh, at least in this game all right so next we are going to talk about Asajj Ventress Sith Assassin Uh, she has eight army points three force points Um, she is Dathomirian force user night sister separatist alliance and her first ability Dathomirian dexterity each character in this unit may jump this unit may use this ability two times during its activation instead of the normal one. I love it so much, Patrick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it does make me so sad, though, when she becomes wounded and each, <laughs> and each jump costs two. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sort of the frustrating part with Asajj, is she is, she is uh, so impactful and then is can quickly become a real challenge to interact with All right, in so terms next, of, of your force economy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next ability, we have force push, choose a character in this unit and an enemy character within range three of that character, push the chosen enemy character range three away from the chosen allied character. It costs two force to use this uh, great googly moogly. This is the uh, best part of her card. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah force pushes pushing somebody at range three another range three yeah range three is so which far is, <laughs> is, especially yeah in this respect it is it's pretty spicy it's very good it's very good okay so next ability repost after a melee attack targeting this character is resolved if there's a failure result the attacking unit suffers two damage um yep the up then Counterpart of Deflect, um, it's fine. Uh, next, we have Slip Away. When another Dathomirian or Separatist Alliance 
character targets an enemy character that is engaged with one of one or more characters in this unit with an attack, this unit may use this ability. One character in the unit that is engaged with the target character may immediately reposition. If it does, it gains a hunker token. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this ability is poop. <laughs> I, I think it could be really, really good, but I also have found it kind of challenging to pull off. Yeah, how I many? Do think... How many times have you actually executed this ability on the table? Exactly zero times. <laughs> I have managed to do this exactly zero times, and it would be different if you could control when you activate things and then you'd be like okay i'm going to activate my droids and they're going to shoot you know what's Mm. engaging ventress and she's going to move away and everyone's happy but that's not the world that we live in and it's i don't know it's i believe that it is a poop ability (laughs) so i do have some some maybe hopeful thoughts on it in that it uh it's maybe going to change in value with the Dathomirian side of the ability rather than the separatist side. There is um, a very strong emphasis placed on ranged for the Dathomirian box, and it's very strong ranged, where she's sort of uh, she's very strong in close quarters. Mm-hmm. So I I think that um, there's maybe more incentive to try to set this up in a Dathomirian style. Or, or heavy strike force versus the separatists, uh, where the separatists is just sort of an, a disengagement. It feels like the Dathomirian is more of a direct sort of punishment. And if you can be really lucky to then also have her mo- move around. So if you are having her, say, engage with somebody and you can shoot that target with one of the Dathomirian Night Sisters. She gets to pull this off and then re-engage somebody else where the other Dathomirian Night Sister can then shoot at this other character because they get bonuses for for doing that. I I think that there is there's something to explore there to really lay on the hurt, but and it's still gonna take setup and it won't happen every time. Still still I think you'll get more out of the Dathomirian side to make the slip away feel less sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, next ability is Sith assassin. When a character in this unit wounds an enemy unit after the effect is resolved, that character may heal three. If a wounded, if it wounded a primary or secondary unit, it may also advance or jump. Mm-hmm. If it wounded a primary unit, refresh two force points. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this ability? Um, I like it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> Go ahead. I actually kind of, I kind of really like, like this ability and I like all of these identity abilities that potentially refresh force points. Yeah. Um, I think that they are some of my favorite and it helps. It can help. Um, it can help. It, especially when you, you have her getting wounded or other characters getting wounded it can really, really, really help keep your your strike force moving at in a sort of a, at a more efficient clip than than your opponent. And I found that that it's been very, very effective, especially when you can combine them with other primaries or secondaries that do have different versions of of flipping it over. And 
I I like I actually really like it. Yeah, and one of the things I I like about this ability is that I feel like it it's cool mechanically, but it's also cool fluff-wise because she is yeah. a Sith assassin and mm-hmm. her assassination target in the fluff is would most frequently be someone that would be a primary character. And so mm-hmm. you are I, I feel like it plays well into uh the fluff of the character as well. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that too. All right, so she, her two stance cards, uh, she has form to Makashi. Um, mm-hmm. It has seven dice on melee and six defense melee and then five defense range. Um, the combat tree has um, quite a bit of healing in it. Yeah. Um, it has a fair number of pushes. It has a fair bit of damage. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what 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 comments do you have about this this side of her tree. So, so um, I think the the first thing is that her defensive dice remain the same from side from side to side of the stance mm-hmm. card. Uh, and interesting to me, at least the um, the attack or the the melee expertise is slightly better on this side with slightly fewer attack dice. Um, but I do really appreciate the kind of movement capacity here. Um, and it's a very short distance to go. So to get, to get a reposition and that very, that just really juicy active ability, um, node on the, on the tree is, is so, so exciting to see that on each side of the card. Um, but having it on a reposition can be kind of pivotal. And by that, I mean, you can reposition so you can break an engagement. You can move to another place. Could be a point, maybe, maybe not. And then use the force push for free in just some really provocative ways. I just is very exciting. And yeah, part I know of, you get a, part of what's nice with it is you can maybe you are. You know, advancing up, engaging your opponent, you get your the success, the successes you need. You can reposition potentially to change the angle of mm-hmm. the the force push that you're wanting to do. Yep. Um, and basically make it so that you can push that character whatever direction you need to push them, which mm-hmm. is amazing. It is. It is. And if 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 you can cue it up in such a way. And look for these these opportunities where you like force push a character in the melee that and they haven't gone yet or into into engagement I, I should say that's how they word it um, that can really um, undermine what a person's plans could be um, and uh, I've done it once or twice and I I just kind of gleefully laugh at the circumstance um, maybe in my mind's eyes so it's not as as but, <laughs> as much of a dick but yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to make it an uncomfortable experience but um just the this, there's so much that can you can accomplish just just with this side so I, I i really like it it's not as aggressive but i think it is very impactful all right so her next side of her stance is the jerkai um eight attack dice on melee six defense and then five defense on ranged Mm -hmm. um and this one has one side of the tree 
deals a fair bit of um, damage. The other one puts out a bunch of status effects. Mm-hmm. Um, strain, disarm, exposed. At the very end, it has a, a push on both trees. Uh, the fourth step is um, the critical activated ability um, trigger. Uh, but do you, do you have any thoughts or comments on this stance? So the, the final stance, or the final node on this stance, is is actually a dis, or sorry, a uh, pin, not a, pin. Yeah, a yeah, push. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so there's no pushing at all on this one. No pushing at all on this one. It's just pure anger, it seems like. Um, yeah, so um, as, as I mentioned, the uh, attack expertise chart on this side is not not quite as good um but the defense side is better um which i think is interesting being able to quickly and fairly easily apply uh three different and very disabling conditions in one attack is uh is just marvelous Moy caliente, and it's like a it's a chef's kiss of of gratitude to the people who came up with this design for her. Uh, and again, only four four down the way, she gets to use an active ability. And I'm the first one I'm going to look for is going to be a, the force push, but because I don't have as much movement on this side, sometimes I've used the um, force jump on this when I'm on this side to kind of ping pong into different really uncomfortable positions for my opponent if i can and if i get to go the full six having a pin at the very end is like the coup de grace <laughs> having all four conditions on a character feels real bad uh, it's real bad i think it would feel real good well yeah con- con- context or i guess per- um the perception or perspective yeah all right so our our hot takes um, I would rate um, Asajj as uh, above the power curve, above average. Uh, yeah, I also agree that Asajj is above average. Um, I, 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 I really like Ahsoka, but to be frank, um, the the fiction of Asajj Ventress is possibly my favorite. I think she is a is a much richer and deeper character personally for for what I like. And it feels really great um, to see see her have such an impact on the game too. Um, I really I really like this character, and I do agree that she is she's above average. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode, and we can move on to uh, um, our bonus episode. And if you haven't backed the the Patreon yet, now is a perfect chance. You'll get to listen to our bonus episodes. You'll get to listen to the main episodes a week early, and you'll get to join our Discord and chat with us and your your fellow podcast patrons. Um, so check that out. And as always, check out um, Discount Games, Inc. There's a bunch of exciting releases for July. We just found out that uh, General Grievous has been added back on to July 14th, which is exciting. Um, oh, so exciting. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thank you, thank everyone for listening. You guys were awesome. Yeah, to be continued. <laughs>